your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, it's been described as the road to nowhere. The Croom Distributor Road is at a standstill after Limerick City and County Council say it will take €3 million Euro to finish the last 400 metres of the link road. And we're joined in the studio by Fianna Fáil TD for the area and uh, Minister of State, Niall Collins. Uh, you're welcome, Niall. And uh, Councillor John O'Donoghue, uh, independent councillor, is on the line as well. So, Niall, just explain exactly where the road is and what part has been done. Yeah, so it, it was a new road which was, um, I suppose the concept was developed by the then Limerick County Council when it when it uh, updated a Croom local area plan a number of years ago. And the lands, uh, the, the the road effectively opens up uh, an area of land between uh, Croom and the Croom Orthopaedic Hospital. And uh, that's on the eastern side of, of Croom. And essentially it was described when it was, when the concept was developed, it was described as a developer-driven road. And part of the road has been uh, developed in conjunction with the, the opening and the development of the new Kalosh de Curon School and uh, the remainder of the road remains undeveloped at the moment. And it, it's it's a significant key piece of infrastructure which is required uh, to develop a, a lot of undeveloped lands around Croom and also to provide for, um, uh, to enable a, a major investment in Croom National School, which um, by, by virtue of the efforts of a lot of us, has we've got over the line. But the access to, to Croom National School is now becoming uh, problematic and that development um, of the, the the new developments which are going to happen at Croom National School uh, are going to become problematic because of this issue with the road. So I, I really think um, we we can't have a scenario where a road uh, which is which is integral to the development of Croom is going to just uh, stand idle and remain unfinished uh, because the local authority is saying it doesn't have the money or because people are just sitting back and saying, uh, where are we going to get the funding? I think we have to bang heads together here. We have to get the local authority together. We have to get to the Department of Education. The ETB have been a player in the development of this road, also the Education and Training Board because of their interest in, in the Kalosh to Kiran School. And obviously the Department of Transport uh, as being the, the, the government uh, department responsible with, with an overall remit in relation to roads. I, I think we have to see all of these players stepping up to the plate. I think it's important to point out also that the council does have at, at its disposal what's called the development fund, uh, and that's a fund of money which, uh, when, when people take up their planning permissions, there's a condition which uh, requires the payment of a development contribution. Those monies go into the council's development fund, and I think um, the council really have to um, prioritise the development of Croom, the finishing out of this. It's just not good enough, I think, in this day and age, and I think... Uh, Councillor John O'Donoghue will agree. I mean, uh, you know, I think anybody would agree with this, that we, we can't stand over a scenario where a project is uh, commenced, brought to a certain stage, partly completed over some of that stage, and then the remainder is just left uncompleted. Right. We're chatting to Niall Collins, TD, and Independent Councillor John O'Donoghue is on uh, the line. And, and John, at the council meeting, a senior engineer said... They don't have the funding. Do we know specifically uh, how this happened? Uh, good morning, Joe, and good morning, Niall. Um, yeah, we don't know what happened. He, he went on to explain that they, they got money from X, Y, and Z. That uh, today they're 4.7 million spent on 700 metres of a road. 
they need to co- complete 400 metres and they want 3 million to do it. And they tell us there's no money. That's basically in a nutshell what they told us on the day. Um, I'd have to agree with Niall there that uh, this is developer-driven. Um, it's badly wanted. Uh, facilitate the, 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 the buses going to and from school. But, but I suppose the big picture here is... Which is before we get to the big picture, how, how is it that the remaining uh, 400 metres we're talking about is running at a cost of three million? I asked that question, and the the answer was 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 sparse. Um, inflation, um, materials, and and uh, construction costs. That, that but I, I did think it was often plated, and I did ask it on the day, and I, I asked for a breakdown of that. Mm. But your your overall point is that this is more than just the road. It's about the ongoing development of Croom and the surrounding area as a whole. Absolutely, and I suppose that was the point I'm trying to make there, that Coombe is a thriving town. It, it has, it ticks all the boxes. But it's living in the middle of a larger cultural area and living off of a larger uh, cultural area. So, obviously, we need the footfall in Coombe, but we don't need the larger vehicles. But we, we have our schools, uh, we're thriving community development, um, with the GA, with the soccer, with the Crown Park, we have a hospital. We have numerous employers employing people locally. And as Niall mentioned, we need basically to finish the road to Nova. But on top of that, Joe, and this is where the biggest issue, and Niall mentioned developer-driven, that the developer can proceed, or developers can proceed, until we supply adequate water to come. And the development has been held up because we don't have adequate water. So we're in a bit of a catch-22. And and just to be absolutely clear, does it mean then that plans for the National School and the expansion there are in jeopardy or not? There, There is a safety aspect to it, definitely. And... That question has been forwarded to Board Richard's office, and I presume Niall uh, is getting questions, and this is where I'm getting questions. On. And there is a possibility that if, if the, the likes of uh, the, the, the safety authorities come out and, and decide the school entrance is too dangerous, unless the road to Norway was finished. Road to nowhere, yeah. Councillor John O'Donoghue uh, with us, independent councillor, and Niall Collins, a minister and a TD for the area with Fianna Fáil in the studio. Uh, now, Christy's asking something here, and, and I'm going to ask the question, but I want to be fair as well in terms of how I approach it. But Christy says, Oh, sure, you know, the Green Leader and Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, can stop any road. Ask him for the money from uh, the Moyros Fund. I mean, does the minister have anything to do with this specific issue at all? No, not not directly. I mean, the, the Department of Transport um, is available to our local authorities to, you know, there's various funding streams available there where, where local authorities can apply for uh, various monies. Um, it would be a matter for the local authority, Limerick City and County Council, to, to make an application. It, it also would, the department would engage with the council and say, what about your own resources? So that's why we have to, you know, bring the parties to the table and say, we just can't countenance a situation where this is standing idle. Because you asked the question there, is the is the multi-million euro development 
of Croom National School going to be in jeopardy. What's going to be put in jeopardy is the safety of kids um, accessing and egressing the, the National School because there is a safety issue with the existing um, entrance, uh, vehicular entrance and, uh, you know, the pedestrian, uh, the whole pedestrian flow around outside Croom National School. So a new entrance would be facilitated by the, the completion and the development of this road. And for the council, for, for, for my part, for, for the council to sit back and say, you know, this has to be a developer-driven road, that was that was fine back in the day, Joe, in, in the noughties, uh, when, when construction was booming, when we had a different construction environment. Um, you know, developers are, are struggling to make their developments profitable. Uh, we, we're experiencing cost inflation, huge construction cost inflation uh, by virtue of the war with Ukraine, by virtue of post-pandemic. Um, you know, all of those issues are, are really feeding into the construction industry. So developers are really, really taking uh, calculated decisions before they push the button in terms of uh, pr- proceeding with the development. And I think asking a developer to fund a road, uh, you know, will certainly put a lot of developments from a position where they where they could proceed to into a position where they, where they can't proceed. I also think it's important that, that the road uh, gets completely finished because of the, the wider development of Croom. You have Croom Enterprise Centre. There's a plan to further develop uh, more enterprise space in Croom. Later on this morning, I'm, I'm visiting Croom uh, Precision Medical, which is a family-owned company, which has um, quadrupled its workforce over a small period of time following a €12 million Euro investment. It's going to employ up to about 170 people by the end of the year. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening in Croom, in and around Croom. And I think for uh, the, the local authority in particular to stand back at the moment and say, sorry, we're just going to throw our hands in the air and we can't finish this. just simply isn't good enough. OK, we're chatting to Niall Collins, a TD and Minister of State. Um, just quickly on two other um, issues, one being uh, the cost of living. Uh, and you were on Virgin Media Television last night on The Tonight Show and you were very strong on what you described as price gouging, specifically by hotels around yes. the country. Yeah, and particularly in Dublin, I think it's fair to say this is it is this is particularly acute in Dublin, and I think the hotel the hoteliers and the hotel industry in Dublin are really given the two fingers and thumbing their nose to the government and to all of the people of Ireland. The the, the government rightly stood up and supported the hospitality and the hotel industry uh, throughout the pandemic and kept them in a position that when we came post-pandemic, that they were in a position to open up their doors again. So they survived uh, the the, the real brutal uh, shutdown. There's no two ways about it that the price gouging that's going on is just simply unacceptable. And the point that I made on the Virgin Media last night was that the government has reduced the VAT rate uh, on hotels and hospitality to 9%. That VAT reduction is supposed to be an incentive to the to the to the customer of the hotel, it's supposed to lead to a price reduction to the for the customer of the hotel because VAT isn't a, a cost or a charge to the hotelier itself. The hotelier collects VAT on behalf of the state. It's a consumer tax, and they simply haven't passed that on. And not alone have they not passed it on, but they've inflated uh, their prices extraordinarily. And I also said that we have to separate the rest of the hospitality sector. The you know the the hairdressers. Uh, the services, the hairdressers, the theatres, the restaurants, even because uh, when when we go to Croke Park for the for the Limerick uh, for the Limerick Galway semi final, you won't have the prices in restaurants going up that weekend 
but you'll have the prices in hotels going up that weekend. So it's just simply not acceptable. I think it's really, really disappointing that the hotel industry in Dublin in particular have engaged in this. And finally, that uh, reference in the newspapers to the possibility of up to 15 more TDs at the next general election because of the increase in the population to over 5 million. Would you see that having an impact on our two constituencies here in Limerick? I think there'll be a very marginal impact in Limerick. There'll possibly be a, be a bit of tinkering around the edges in relation to to the boundary between uh, Limerick City and Limerick, the Limerick City and the Limerick County uh, constituencies. I, I don't envisage any major changes. The population of Limerick has increased by about ten and a half thousand. The main it's over two hundred thousand now, isn't it? If you take it in total, it's two hundred five thousand. It's two hundred five thousand. Yes, it's gone, it's gone up from uh, about ninety four and a half thousand. So there will be, I think, there will be a shift in air in population from Limerick, the Limerick City constituency into the Limerick County constituency. So there'll be marginal changes. Uh, nothing oh, so seismic. You don't see any extra TD. No, no, there, there, there just simply isn't the the, the the population to support the the, the population to an increase in population to support the, the the population to TD ratio. There'll be huge changes in Dublin, in the Greater Dublin area, and in the East Coast, and you could see anything up to uh, fifteen to twenty new TDs. But I think the key point that there'll be a lot of speaking. Uh, time uh, across the media in relation to how many new TDs we have. But but I think that the, the, the critical thing which will come out of the census for me is how we uh, forward plan our communities, like we're talking about Croom, the development of Croom. You know, the census gives real granular data in terms of where we need to build more primary care centres, where we need to build more schools, where we need to, you know, dedicate our resources in terms of our public transport facilities and how we... Um, help kind of uh, revitalize rural Ireland and one of the key the key positives which came out of um the census yesterday for me was that the population increased in every county in Ireland rural Ireland is beginning to bounce back which i think is a real positive Thank you very much for joining us this morning. That is Minister of State and Fianna Fáil TD here in Limerick, Niall Collins. And thank you as well to Independent Councillor John O'Donoghue on the line when it comes to what he described himself as the road to nowhere in Croom. Hopefully not for very long. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.